Yep, ready to start whenever you are. Just let me know when recording's in progress. Mm, probably give it a minute. <laughs> but, uh, let's do a practice run. Okay. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Tony from Two Copper Pieces. I'm Elliot, also known as Elephant Bear, also known as Ichabod Dela Cruz. And we really need to start wrapping this up because I am running out of names. <laughs> and this is one-on-one RPG, which I've uh, got to mention yet. Good thing this is just a practice. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my Ichabuddies. Welcome to one-on-one RPG. Splendid. Um, what do we do? Let's, let's start with some small talk, I think. Um, what's, uh, what's the most surprising thing you've ever eaten? I don't. Um, I'm not it's a real stumper, isn't it? Yeah, food. Do you, do you I don't to, know. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Set, let me set, set the bar here so I know where I'm going. Yeah, um, those popping snakes. You think you're going to get a can of Pringles and then the snakes pop out. Oh, okay. I, I was hungry, though, so I did eat them. That would be a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm now thinking of popping candy as a surprising food, but that's too similar to yours, I feel. So I I'm. So. The candy doesn't pop out and hit you in the face. No. Take out your eyes. Uh, hopefully not. Mm. Um, but it was one of those ones that went on for a really long time after you'd eaten it. And so it was just uncomfortable after about 10 minutes. I was like, I really wish this popping candy would stop. Yeah, it sounds really fun. But um, the only nice bit is the, the chocolate usually, I think. Yeah. Like popping candy chocolate. And then uh, the, the candy just keeps going and you're like, all right. And that that can't be healthy, whatever that is. That, that's got to be like some kind of plastic that's popping in your mouth, right? Some kind of this, this, like chemicals. Yeah, stick to the, uh, the the healthy goodness of chocolate. Exactly. You know, you know where that's all natural, baby. All right. I think we're getting away from small talk a little bit, though. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's dial it back. We don't want to become um, hoity-toity and pretentious. Food. We're foodies now. This is a foodie <laughs> podcast. It certainly is. Um, we also have a listener question. Uh, are you ready to hear it? Absolutely. All right. Uh, this comes from... Uh, a listener hopefully uh this comes from uh while i look for it yeah this comes from sid t vicious in the discord and he asks is this episode where you two finally kiss question mark exclamation mark what do you think about that question i think that's going to be a that's going to be have to be an answered after the episode which kind of gives you a clue what it's not going to happen in the episode but we'll have to wait and see i mean i think it presumes that we haven't kissed already and uh i also i'm not too keen on the question because it implies this will be the last time and if it is going to be the last time i want to make sure it's a good one uh but we'll we'll answer implying the there are ever bad ones well, i didn't say there were ever bad ones but <laughs> if uh, i definitely don't want this one to be a bad one if that's what's going to happen mm. Mm. I, I look forward to finding out what the answer is um before we <laughs> before we dive in to the episode Let's just uh, do a bit of housekeeping. Um, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the stuff in the description below, like at one on one RPG, at mm-hmm. two coffee pieces and at elephant bear. Um, and uh, join please do, course. please do leave us a like and a review on uh, iTunes as well, because every review helps. Yeah, Didn't, it has. It has helped. I think a lot of our uh, listeners come from iTunes now. And in the last month, we went from 200 downloads to 400 downloads, which sounds like quite a lot in hundreds. But given we've had 15 episodes, you know, we're not getting too ahead of ourselves. I think that's great. Yeah, it's definitely it's, uh, it's definitely double what we were doing before. So that's nice. Um, cool. Uh, so can you um, you need to recap what's been going on in the amount of time it takes me for, to decide if I prefer Vegemite or Marmite? 
I don't know if they're different or not, but I'll let you carry on with that debate internally. I'm leaning one way already, I think. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of time. So uh, straight at the start, Raven Queen ordered me to go ignore Adrian's woes and head to Yesterhill to stop some kind of ritual that was being held by Babala Saga. Ignoring that, which can only have good repercussions, Ichabod carried on to for saving his boy Adrian, going to Kresk, snuck in under false pretenses of promising more wine, possibly in the future, maybe if it was ever going to come up again. Then learnt that no one goes to see the abbot of the abbey because apparently he's been locked up for over a hundred years. So I don't know what's going on with that. We also learnt that there was a pool that was the the source of the greater restoration rather than having to see the abbot himself. Ichabod tried to channel his power of the chosen of <laughs> Lathander, which I don't think has ever been conclusively proven whether or not he is. Uh, <laughs> now, maybe. Uh, so Vlad had just taken a sip of the water the re- to see if it had restorative powers, and now he's about to stand up, yodel fully for the first time, race back to save Adrian, and then go to Yeshill all in the nick of time to stop whatever ritual is happening is exactly where I think we left off. Mm. You're you're hoping that uh, he's going to be cured is the is whatever we're about to find out. That's that's the crux. Yeah, that's the takeaway. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so as you uh, have plunged your sword into this water and you see Vlad lapping it up, and your bright um, bright sword lights up the lights up the water and um, sort of brings it to a sparkling golden. Uh, brings a sparkling golden shine to the previously sparkling blue waters. Your eyes uh, are drawn away from Vlad to the water itself, and you notice uh, a beautiful, uh, the visage of a beautiful woman appears, and uh, it doesn't take you long to recognize this woman as um, Tatiana, the woman of your dreams, quite literally. Um, And you recall all of those uh, dreams that you've had, and this time you feel even closer to her than you did in your dreams previously. Um, She, in fact, reaches her hand out to you from the water, um, doesn't doesn't leave the water. It sort of gets to just the, the edge of the water, just the surface, basically. But it all it's all very three D. You feel like you're watching Avatar with three D glasses on. Oh wow! Day. And um, I reach out for her back. In fact, yeah. I plunge my hand into the water, which was already yeah. pretty close. Yeah, you. Uh, it's it's a strange sensation as you actually do feel your hand touch hers, and uh, her hand wraps around yours. And she says, "Sergey, it has been so long. Come, my love." Let us be together at last. And when she calls you Sergey, you feel like you've been seen and recognized any even um, even more than you ever have previously as Ichabod, mainly because you no one does recognize you that well. <laughs> you no, they name. don't. But uh, also, it's uh, it feels uh, it just feels right when she says your uh, that name to you. you I, I have so much responsibilities, Tatiana. I have to save Irina. I have to stop my brother. I have to get this back and save Adrian. But if you come with me now, we will be happy forever and there will be nothing left for Strahd to fight for. Perhaps he will just give up on this terrible uh, terrible situation he's created. She begins pulling you into the water, but you can you can resist if you want. But I, uh, I resist, resist a little bit, as I, I, I say... Well, no, hang on. I thought I thought your soul was permanently trapped in Barovia. I thought you were reincarnated as Irina. I thought that was the whole thing. 
Have I misunderstood this whole time? <laughs> Love is what can bring down the, the misty walls of Barovia. That is so deep. I am deep. This is deep Deep water. as my love for you, and as this pond or slash lake is. If you so sayeth it, Irina, I will not even take an inside check. I will just believe you and go. <laughs> uh, okay, so you enter the water. Uh, she pulls you into the pool and embraces you beneath the rippling water. Um, you have never felt happier before. And suddenly all of uh, all of that warmth and joy you remember, you suddenly remember feeling from before your amnesia of uh, you spending time with Tatiana, your life uh, together and all of those optimistic uh, feelings of the future, everything, all your hopes laid out before you. Oh, Tatiana, I'm going to open my own winery. (laughs) (laughs) Sergey's, Sergey's of the wine winery, I'll call it. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, when you say this, <laughs> a peal of thunder shakes the land and the dark clouds coalesce into a terrible visage. And you're watching from below the water's surface now. You're not blub- blubbing like you were when you're in the lake. Uh, you feel like uh, you don't you don't feel like you're underwater. But a deep, dark voice from the clouds above you uh, and from beyond the mountains cry out, she is mine. And a terrible crack resounds as blue lightning splits the sky and strikes the pool. Um could you make a dex check, please? Oh, uh, dex check or dex save? Uh, dex check. Dex is whatever. <laughs> oh, wait, you don't make need to make a dex check. Sorry, you need to make a constitution save. Oh, no. This has gone from bad to worse. Yeah. Oh, no. So, total that's seven. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see about the uh, the other three. <laughs> all right. Um, Vlad. Uh, oh, Vlad was also in the water. Oh. <laughs> his hand was in it yet yeah. yeah his hand was in it um all right you and vlad uh, are going to take 30 points of lightning damage why do i start off every game being insanely injured <laughs> as as you feel the lightning like course through you and it throbs and you you can almost, you look up at vlad and you see his skeleton and flashing <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> oh that looks terrible it must be yeah. worse off than me <laughs> And then you sort of point at him and you see your own skeletal hand <laughs> flashing to skin, to skeleton, to skin, to skeleton. And then um, uh, after a while, you sort of, uh, it, it stops. Uh, you feel uh, Irina's, Irina's, not Irina, sorry, Tatiana's hold just sort of disperse. You're, you, you're squeezing her hand, but it just sort of vanishes. I don't um, want to make assumptions, <laughs> but I think she might have been wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah pulling yourself out of the water uh dimitri is rushing over to you and says oh you okay sir you okay i look down at my clothes they're lightning singed wet damp yeah they're very wet oh no i can't look you can't look i thought you're gonna finish the sentence sorry you just can't look yeah Yeah. my clothes don't worry your new threads uh your new threads aren't damaged but they are very wet What, Um, what was that uh the, the, it seemed like a weird storm. The clouds rolled over and there was a big booming thunder uh, crack and then lightning struck the very pool. I thought that you caused it with your with your, uh, you know, connection to Lathander. I thought that was what you were trying to do to the pool. I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know how this works. <laughs> do you feel restored? Uh, me? Uh, I, I didn't need restoring, sir. I thought you had. Why did you? Why did we think that would work then on you? On me? 
No, it was Vlad who was drinking the water to cure his asthmas. Oh, I thought you were Vlad. No, I'm Dimitri, sir. I've gone quite blind. <laughs> we're very different. I don't have that uh, sad loser voice that he has. That's what I thought. I thought this doesn't sound like Vlad. <laughs> Where's Vlad? Dimitri, take me uh, to Vlad. Uh, yes, sir. Um, uh, let me lean on you. I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it only works when I say it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting this wrong, sir. Sorry. <laughs> and um, he leads you back around the pool towards where Vlad is. And uh, you see Vlad lying on the floor with uh, Van Richt tending to him. Um, he's, uh, he's currently uh, not doing very well. But Van Richt said, oh, good thing I was here. I fed him a potion just in time. His heart stopped for a full six seconds. That is, that is bad. Yes, but it could have been worse. It could have stopped forever. Vlad. Let me, let me give you all that I can, holy... No, no, use it. You need to save it. I can cure us with my cure wounds. <laughs> See, Dimitri, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vlad perks up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Vlad uh, gives himself 12 points back, and he gives you uh, 19 hit points back. Oh, wow. I'm mm. doing much better than I was. Yeah. So, there. Uh, thank you. Good. Uh, do you... Are you okay? What's more important, Vlad? How are you doing? Do you feel restored? When you say, how are you doing, he giggles a bit. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm wait, yeah. Vlad. <clears throat> Sorry, my, my asthma. Um, yes, <laughs> I think it... I think it worked. I feel so much better. <coughs> better. Yes. That might just be a residual effect from being struck by lightning rather than the asthma. <laughs> uh, uh, when, I, when I started drinking that water, it just tasted so sweet that I had to keep drinking it. It was delicious. And now I feel that I've been punished. I think maybe it worked, but then you know who had to stick his big fat face in and muck it all up again oh. with lightning. Oh. And he gives a dirty look to Dimitri. I see. No, Vlad, not your nemesis, my nemesis. Oh, 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 yes. That I didn't think he was that powerful. But, uh, okay, that's a shame. Vlad, thank goodness for a second there. I thought you were, um, you were drowning. I thought maybe I'd have to give you mouth to mouth. <laughs> oh, that would have been uh, the, a finally moment for me. <laughs> finally, you... <laughs> repay me for all the healing I've done to you. I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding. No, we can't force it. It has to come naturally. <laughs> this finally moment. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Yay! Indeed, 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 indeed. <laughs> anyway. I feel inspired for some reason now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, are we... So, are we taking some of this water or do you want to go and see the abbot? Can I have a look and see if the lightning bolt undid my doing of the water as you Is look that... at the water it no longer looks even sparkling blue as it did when you first arrived never mind glowing with its golden radiant glow but you can make a, a nature or an, or an arcana check if you'd like okay let's see nature is not great arcana is not great how about a religion check if you like go for it yeah uh 18 
Uh, yeah, nice. With your religion check, uh, you are pretty sure uh, the blessings of this pool have dissipated and you actually look over to where the statue was and now you see it's kind of flawed, it's just tipped on its side and uh, just its um, just its feet and ankles remain as the rest of it have fallen into the water. Oh, all right. If if I've come all this way and I literally had my hands on the cure and you've taken it away from me and Adrian's about to die, I'm going to be very upset with you, Dungeon Master. <laughs> I didn't do this. <laughs> I'm not the one that got suckered in by my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> but anyway, you didn't come here to find a pool. You came here to talk to the abbot. So that's Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. then back to plan A then. Let's go and see the abbot. Okay. Uh, you're uh, going back into the um, the carriage and going up to the gatehouse. Yeah. For some reason, Ichabod really needs like a sit down for five minutes. <laughs> Like he feels like he's just run a marathon, like his heart's beating like a thousand beats a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. The switchback road that hugs the cliff is 10 feet wide and covered with loose gravel and chunks of broken rock. Uh, given your current uh, state, maybe you notice that a lot more as uh, some of the bits of rock kind of slip from under the wagon. And it feels it doesn't feel terribly precarious, but it doesn't feel as secure as you might like it to. And then. Um, the ascent is slow and somewhat treacherous, and the air grows colder as you near the top. Um, and then as you reach a gate, uh, the road from the village climbs above the mist to the wide ledge on which the abbey is perched. A light dusting of snow covers the trees and the rocky earth. Um, the gravel road passes between two small stone outbuildings, to either side of which stretches a five-foot-high, three-foot-thick wall of jumbled stones held together with mortar, Blocking the road are iron gates attached to the outbuildings by rusty hinges, and they appear to be unlocked. Uh, viewed through the gates, the stone abbey stands quiet. Its two wings are joined by a 15-foot-high curtain wall. Now, those are wings of buildings. It, it's not, it doesn't happen. <laughs> you, you I did to, think for a second. You've got to be specific here and say... Epic building. Yeah, it doesn't actually have wings. It has uh, two sides to it. Um, uh, a belfry protrudes from the rooftop to the closer north wing, which also sports a chimney billowing grey smoke. Um, I get out of the carriage. I look at Dimitri and I say, did you aim for every single pothole on the way here? Uh, sorry, sir. But I, I mean, I didn't really have much control of the horses. I just think Abby and that's where they go. Well, think smoother next time. I walk up to the, the gates and I... <laughs> I don't even bother knocking. I just try and open the gate. Is it open or is it locked? Oh, yeah. The gates are unlocked, uh, but they squeal loudly when you open them. It's like, I'm not, not farting around with this again. Hail, <laughs> hey. Uh, so, so you open the gate and then just from behind the gates, the uh, the two turrets on either side, um, two, um, two humanoid figures uh, emerge in quite very scruffy clothing. Um, I don't like the way you said that. One of them... A uh, bad feeling suddenly for some reason. They've got very human aspects about them. In the, like, One of them has a human <laughs> eyes and human arms. He's got, You're well, not making like, it better. Well, looks like a dog's ear and like a dog's <laughs> muzzle. Um, he's also got like a, what look like, um, say, lion's legs. But it's kind of like the, the shape of lion's legs and feet with claws, but there's no hair. It's just skin, slightly uh, darkened skin and a tail and these greenish looking rags. The other guy, 
is wearing a tattered cloak. Um, he's pulling the cloak across himself uh, with his very scaly lizard-like arm. Uh, he's also got an eye that looks like a snake's eye, but the other arm is clearly very furry. And uh, they both sort of whip around and approach you and say, uh, one of them says, Who are you? I, Otto. And this Siegfrek. Well met, Otto. Well met, Siegfrek. I am Ichabod Silfrek. Zig, I am Zig. Zig, Zigfrek. I am Ichabod of many names. Ica- also, Ichabod. I. I mean, yes. Sorry, I was distracted by something on your face. <laughs> uh, the guy with the uh, sort of dog muzzle on his face that's like sniffing around you like a dog sniffing all around you. <laughs> I, I, excuse me. Yes. Yes. That, that is me. Yep. And he looks at you all wet. And a, you smell like wet dog. Yeah, I just got le- electrocuted at the lake. <laughs> is the abbot in? That was Are you, you the abbot? No, no. Abbot is inside. Ah, excellent. Um, if you could announce my uh, rival, tell him the champion of the Raven Queen and Lathander has arrived, which is to speak to him. Champions. Um, yes, we accompany you. We take you straight to the abbot. Come with us. You'll need us to be safe. Abbey is not safe for outsiders. Okay. And then um, they turn around. Uh, there's kind of walking, sometimes on uh, just just the two legs, and sometimes kind of on all fours, uh, scampering across. And then if you're not keeping up, they'll turn around and sort of gesture for you to keep up. Um, there's not really room for the cart. I was going to say, I, t- I say to Dimitri, you stay here with the cart. Don't let anything happen to it. Ben Richton, Vlad, you're with me. By, by myself, sir? No, with the cart. If you're by yourself, you've done a bad job. Well, yes, but the cart won't... Okay, sir. You'll be fine, Dimitri. You're a, you're a, you're a keeper of the feather. You, That's you remember? True. Doing this for Adrian. Yes, yes, for Adrian. And he holds his uh, fist up in sort of solidarity gesture. And then he puts it down, feeling self-conscious, wondering why he did that. Good. Um, the, the two guides, uh, Siegfried and Otto... Uh, as you've uh, announced yourself as the champion, they're kind of singing like "Championes, Championes," and waving their arms around in front. Well, good, frankly. I mean, mm. would, it, would it kill you to throw some flower petals upon my feet? Uh, Vlad looks. He, uh, uh, he looks around. He grabs some flowers from the side and starts depetaling them and chucking them at your feet. <laughs> he's um, got like, he's got like three. Thanks, Vlad. Appreciate the effort. Uh, do you, must you draw so much attention to yourself at every moment? Look, Otto. <laughs> I, I'm Van Richten. I know. <laughs> Making fun of you. Let, I've just been shot by lightning. I think I deserve a moment, all right? So is your friend. Are you going to throw power, uh, flower petals at his feet? I pick up one flower. <laughs> I don't bother de-petaling it. I just throw it at his path. <laughs> Happy. Thank you, Ichabod. Uh, then Zigvrek and Otto look around and see that you've been picking flowers and stuff, you and Vlad. And one of them just starts howling. And Zigvrek says, no, 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 the master will not like it. Stop picking his beautiful flowers. I slap Vlad's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, go it. <laughs> Sorry, that was all me, he says to Zigvrek. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I, will, I will do better to control him in the future. And uh, they seem to accept this, and then uh, they continue leading the way. They lead you past this graveyard, um, 
and in it you can see stunted pine trees growing out of the rocky earth in the graveyard near the foundation of the abbey's north wing and the windows of the structure are cracked panes of leaded glass ancient gravestones burst from a thin crust of snow in the yard beyond the low wall that surrounds the graveyard the ground falls away and the village lies 400 feet below and uh, the view is breathtaking you can you can see uh, the burgomaster's house the, the initial gates where you came in uh, you can see the 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 lake where you just got struck by lightning it's, it's really uh, an impressive view you can see it from such a distance wow if someone was looking they could have seen Quite an impressive display of endurance not <laughs> 10 minutes ago. We were asleep. Shh, says Otto. No, no, we were guarding the gate. And um, some of the names on the gravestones include Brother Martek, Brother Vartlin, Sister Constance and Sister Lenora. I don't, don't know if that it might be important, but there's another gravestone that's marked X and is carved with roses and bears a three-inch diameter sun-shaped indentation on its east side. Who's... Um... Whose grave is that? Uh, they um, sort of brush away some of the weeds and reveal the name Petrovna. Do you remember anything about the name Petrovna? Ooh, would that I could. Give me two seconds to flick back through my notes. Uh, Petrovic, but not Petrovna, I don't believe. So Petrovic and Petrovna would be like male and female versions of the same surname. In that case, yes, that's Tatiana's surname. Ah, well, this is, uh, this, uh, has the holy symbol indentation on there. Um, and the, you realize the indentation matches the, uh, holy symbol of Ravenkind that you've, uh, recently acquired. Oh, why now? Mm. Do you want to do anything about this now? I have just want to check something else. Let me say a quick prayer at the grave. Sneak it out of my pocket, like turn my back to him, kneel on one knee, sneak it they, out of my pocket. Hmm? They sort of stand around you holding each other's hands and they start muttering some uh, sort of uh, prayer-like sounds as, as if uh, they think you've asked them to help. Do they have their eyes closed or are they like sneakily one eye open like um, a kid at breakfast? You make an insight check. It's your favorite thing to do, and you always do it well. I'm so good at these. Uh, insight uh, is an eight, so uh, track record maintained. As far as you can see, their eyes are perfectly closed. They seem to be very much into their prayer. Perfect. I sneak the uh, raven kind symbol into the indentation. Nice. You place it in the indentation, and a ray of golden sunlight breaks through the clouds to the west and shines upon the grave. This is the first sunlight you can... First sunlight you can really remember seeing because you woke up from your um, your uh, knock to the head or whatever it was. Lumber. Yeah, and it was uh, it was th- it was lightning and cloudy and awful yeah. and stormy, and then you just went straight into Barovia after that. Vlad is like uh, incensed by this. Not incensed. He's, he's so excited by the light. He's like trying to get a glimpse of it, trying to get underneath it and uh, feel the warmth. Uh, Van Richten's quite pleased to be able to put his hand in it and really enjoys feeling the warmth on his skin. Um, The fog and the gloom shrink from its brilliance as the sunlight causes the gravestone to crack and crumble, and uh, it reveals uh, a ring within it. Um, The two two guards hear it cracking and crumbling and open their eyes and like, oh no, at first the flowers, now the stones, oh no, and they go scampering off up to the... uh, uh, up to the building 
I snatch the ring. I snatch the ring as quick as I can. You sense uh, a warmth coming from this ring. It could just be from the light of the sunlight, or it could be from the ring itself. I Um, slip it on my finger for now, but I don't inspect it any further because they said it was going to be bad times if I didn't stick with them, and they've just run off, so I chase after them. Okay, you put it on and run off. Um, uh, Vlad and uh, Van Richten are quite keen to stick around in the light, but they'll follow you reluctantly, and they start chasing as well. Um, And it uh, they go up through these gardens. Um, uh, Do you want to do anything to try and slow them down, or are you just are you going to call out to them? Otto, Ziggurat, no, wait no. up. You've caused so much damage and it's only, you've only been in here for 30 seconds. Too much damage, says Ziggurat. Ziggurat, sorry. Don't know what you're talking about. It was like that when we got here. <laughs> They're not the brightest, so you can make a persuasion check. With wow. This, with this advantage. I was going to say, it happened in front of them. <laughs> uh, oh, still not bad. Just uh, a uh, persuasion. 13. Mm. They uh, they look at each other and then they look at you uh, and then they look at each other again. Mm. Well, we did sleeping for some time. Uh, I didn't really look very closely at the grave when walking past. Maybe it, 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 it was an old grave. It was bound to happen. It's OK. We I won't tell the abbot if you won't. Mm. Yes, don't don't tell the abbot. He will be very angry. You'll be able to fix it and put it put it back before he even notices. I I promise. Oh, good. Thank you. And and you will help, champion. Of course. And, so, uh, I I I promise. I pull out my to do list, my notebook from my pocket, and I pretend <laughs> I squiggle my finger as if I'm writing something, but I don't actually. And then, there you go on the to do list, and I put it back in my pocket. Um, you can make a performance check. <laughs> It's not with disadvantage. Twelve. You have inspiration as well, if you like oh, to. Oh, I'm going to use it here just to avoid this uncomfortable Indeed you do. I didn't even use it yet. That's not fair. <laughs> oh, go on then. Oh, uh, 15. Um, they, uh, they're they like, oh, he's written it down. Yeah, he's written it down. I think he means it. Um, and then uh, they take you through these gardens and nestle between the rising and plunging cliffs are four rectangular garden plots enclosed by a five foot high wall of mortared stone. White rabbits nibble on turnips uprooted by the cold. Two lifeless scarecrows with stuffed gullets and sackcloth heads hang from the wooden crosses pounded into the cold hard earth. Um, the abbey's east wing looms over the garden. It's shattered windows, dark and disturbing. A door leads into this forlorn edifice, which apparently isn't as abandoned as one might have hoped. From within come the laughter and the wailing of things that should not be. It's just like Velaki all over again. Oh, they're just hungry and waiting for dinner time. Okay. You're not like, that wasn't like ominous foreshadowing. You're not trying to imply that we're for dinner, are you? No. No, what do you think we are? Cannibals? I had to double check, you know, you walk into a spooky abbey, you know, they're just waiting for dinner. You know, it's kind of ambiguous dialogue. Oh, there's in down in the village, they call us cannibals. That's why we don't go there anymore. We're not welcome there. Mm. Some people are so judgmental. We're not cannibals. You vegetarians? No. What's a vegetarian? Do you, do you eat dog? I say, looking at the one with the muzzle. <laughs> yes, I eat. What about you, dog? <laughs> <laughs> you got me there, homeboy. Let's go. <laughs> he looks confused, and then uh, he takes you to the entrance. 
and a 15-foot-high curtain wall joins Yabby's two wings. Behind its battlements, two guards stand at attention, their features obscured by fog. Below them, set into the wall, is a pair of 10-foot-tall wooden doors reinforced with bands of steel. To the right of these doors, mounted towards a tarnished copper plaque. Um, as you get closer, you realise the guards uh, on the wall are propped-up scarecrows that wear corroded chain shirts and clutch rusted spears. Um, so would you like... Can I make uh, out the uh, word on the plaque or the words? Uh, yes, it says, may her light cure all illness. It's, I, I thought this was an abbey to the morning lord. Mm. I'm going to have to ask, ask the abbot about that. Mm. All right. In fact, I'm going to ask Otto while we're here. Otto, who's, um, who's her? Uh, oh, is it Markovia? Yes. Uh, he look. he says unconvincingly. Oh, well, that's settled it. Thank you. Um, this is called Abbey of St. Markovia. Right. I feel like I'm talking to Dimitri again. <laughs> Let's head on. Mm. You head on, and uh, when you get inside, you are inside a courtyard. Uh, the thick fog that fills the courtyard swirls as if eager to escape. The courtyard is surrounded by a 15-foot-high curtain wall on which stand several guards with their backs to you, or it seems at first. It's clear now that these guards are merely scarecrows. Wooden doors to the north and east lead to the Abbey's two wings. I say they're merely scarecrows. You do recall uh, that time when a scarecrow came out and attacked, um, uh, was it Ulrich? Not Ulrich. Yeah. No, no, Ulrich. Ulrich was the bartender. Erwin yeah. was bartender. Oh, yeah, Ulrich. Yeah. Oh, whatever. That young, uh, that young keeper of the feather. Um, anyway, uh, in the centre of the courtyard is a stone well fitted with nine winch to which a rope and bucket are attached. Along the perimeter, tucked under the overhanging wall, are several stone sheds with padlocked wooden doors, as well as three shallow alcoves that contain wooden troughs. Two wooden posts pounded into the rocky earth have iron rings bolted to them and chained to one of them is a short humanoid with bat wings and spider mandibles. The, qu <laughs> the quiet is shattered by horrible screams coming from the sheds. When that happens, both Otto and Siegfried look at you and grin. Uh, in, not in any, not, well, make an insight check, I guess. Oh, good. Thing. Oh, my goodness. 15. I finally get what someone's implying at me. Oh, well done. Um, they grin at you, not in a particularly sinister way, in a sort of embarrassed way, like they've taken you into their home and there's some weird things going on and they don't want to give a bad impression. I, I grin back in a, I just, just, just take me to the abbot. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. So take you past the screaming sheds and past the tethered posts. So and... um, what, what was going on in there, Otto? Uh -huh. Just feeding time again or? No, uh, screaming time. You have a time for screaming. Uh, I guess they have time for screaming. That is that is so therapeutic, you know. Sometimes you just got to let it out, you know. I mean, oh. if they don't, don't have time for screaming, guess they don't scream. Yeah, and then they can fester and it's even worse. Mm, yes, maybe. Anyway. An uncle I had. What was his name? Fester. Ah, see what you did there. Let's go. The, uh. The creature chained to the post as you walk past it flaps its leathery wings and takes to the air, but doesn't get far before its chains go taut. She flutters about madly, screaming nonsense. And uh, Siegfried says, Marzena, come down, come down. But her long stringy black hair hides much of her face and she keeps like flapping off to the sky, trying to trying to escape by the look of it. Uh, after a while, Siegfried gives up and rejoins you as uh, you head into the main hall. Uh, gentle sounding music trickles down from above 
played on a single stringed instrument by some unseen master. The ground floor is one large 50-foot square room with arched leaded glass windows. A cauldron sits on an iron rack above a fire and a hearth, while above the fireplace mantel hangs a golden disc engraved with the symbol of the sun. Uh, you've seen this symbol in both of the um, both of the churches that you've visited previously. Uh, in one corner, a wooden staircase climbs to the upper level, while in another corner, a stone staircase descends into darkness. Several chairs surround a wooden table that stretches nearly the length of the room. Wooden dishware and a gold candelabras are neatly arranged on the table, standing behind which is a young woman with alabaster skin, dressed in a torn and soiled red gown. Now, her alabaster skin doesn't look quite as healthy as the... Um, as the porcelain-skinned uh, raven kind that you've met before. Her auburn hair remind, reminds you a bit of Tatiana and is neatly bundled so as not to touch her soft shoulders. She seems lost in her own thoughts. Um, and then a handsome young man in a brown monk's robe gently takes the woman by her hand. A painted wooden holy symbol that depicts the sun hangs from a chain around his neck and he moves with the grace of a saint. And uh, he moves towards you to greet you. I've always said, saints, very graceful. Everyone knows that. You must be the abbot. And yes, and uh, you carry yourself as if you're something of a saint yourself. Are you Ichabod? You've heard of me. Oh, yes. I've heard you are the uh, the champion of the morning lord. And he flashes his uh, symbol of the morning lord. Of course I've heard of you. I flash my my son's sunblade with the symbol on it as well. Like, yep, you have one, I have one. <clears throat> Two morning lord people just morning lording it up. Um, I thought you uh, never left the abbey. How has word travelled? Well, I haven't left, but I get visitors. And I do leave the abbey on occasion. Just not oh. via the front door or via the town, I suppose. He smiles. There we go. <laughs> Sounds like a real story that I don't have time for. I, I, uh, I've come... For an ally of mine is in grave peril. I beseech you for a greater restoration. Oh, I see. You'll have to tell me all about it over tea. And he gestures towards the long table that was described earlier. Uh, Ichabod uh, sighs. Like, uh, okay, let's get this over with. On a, <laughs> on a time constraint here. That may be, but... Uh... The tea itself will not take very long. I think most of your time will be spent travelling back and forth, uh, just to be clear. Yes, no, absolutely. you got to play the game sometimes. No, absolutely, I understand. Like imagine One player to were, another. Imagine if someone were, someone were listening to this and you just said, I'm going to Cresc, you got what you needed and went back all in the space of two minutes of listening time. My goodness, I would be thrilled. <laughs> you might be, you might be. Nevertheless... Yes, please join us. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't actually catch your name. Well, uh, I i am just called the Abbot. Very titular of you. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, and it's a bit silly, I suppose, but uh, I, I really enjoy the title. It, it, it gives me a sense of grandiosity. I don't know if that's something you can relate to. Yes, yes, <laughs> I think I, a part of me understands what you mean. Mm. And honestly, I've been here for so long, I've forgotten my original moniker. And well, it definitely I, wasn't Monica. Well, I am Ichabod of many names, currently Dela Cruz. And this is my ally and stalled companion, Vlad the Inhaler. And this is my other companion, whom I've only just met, uh, only just joined up with. So not a lot to say about him at the moment. Uh, but von Richten, tell me, what Hello. is your, your young lady's name? 
Oh, yes, this is Basilka. And she's not my uh, young lady in that sense. She's more like my daughter. And um, he, uh, as uh, he clicks his fingers, Otto and Zigrek go and fetch some tea and stuff like that and uh, some snacks. So kind of like afternoon tea sort of things, those cream cakes and what have you. And um, as uh, you'll sit down, he seems to be explaining to her like how to sit, which forks to use, what's the correct posture, uh, stuff like that. And uh, she seems to be sort of um, just listening very attentively to everything he says. Doesn't really have very much to say herself, though she can. She does seem to be able to say a few words in response to like acknowledge things and stuff like that. Um, she, uh, is she adopted? Uh, no, no, um, no, she's not. Um, well, she's uh, I, she's she's mine. So she is your daughter. Yes, 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 she is. Um, as your uh, sort of spending so much time uh, kind of in, interested in this and looking at her, you notice that um, there are kind of seams along her skin. Different parts of her are stitched to, seem to be stitched. Like her uh, her shoulder, there's a seam and uh, the seam around her neck and stuff like that. Uh, Ichabod looks down at uh, the needle puncture marks on his own skin and the uh, wolf, mar- wolf fang marks on his belly that have been poorly stitched back together. I, uh, I understand your pain. <laughs> this, this reminds you a lot more of uh, like how clothing is stitched together, like the sleeves and, the, and stuff like that. Um, but she, she smiles politely and nods, and um, then the abbot sort of I, nudges I her. I smile to, politely and nod back. I'm like, <laughs> wow, this, she's such a great conversationalist. I love it. <laughs> oh, you, uh, she, she smiles politely and nods again and says, Thank you. And the abbot says, oh, you, you are a bit too kind. I'm, I'm trying to teach Vazilka the finer points of etiquette. Um, I also intend to teach her how to dance. Um, but that's not something I've really mastered myself. Well, uh, it's funny you should say. I've uh, recently taken lessons and I've become quite uh, fluid on the dance floor. Oh, really? Well, um, I was going to say uh, there's something else I would like from you. But if you could teach... Uh, how to dance i would certainly be able to uh, do something about this greater restoration problem that you have you tell great me greater restoration problem Ilya. everything's fallen out of ichabod's mind as soon as he was asked to dance he's like yep that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> he he stands up and offers his hand um he's uh he said whoa wait wait it's not time to dance yet we need to finish the afternoon tea um Give it 20 minutes and then I'll ask the last uh, our musician to play something a bit more uh, suitable for like ballroom dancing. It's be perfect training for her. Yeah. Ichabod disappointedly sits back down. All right. Starts kicking the chair under his, <laughs> and he's kicking the leg of the table. And <laughs> um, yeah, he, he pours some tea out. Well, the, the, the various um, sort of monstrous looking humanoids pour some tea out and serve them and like, show you some uh, offer you cakes and things like that vlad's chowing down uh, van richten is indulging sort of suspiciously but still like sniffing everything but then eating it and stuff like that i look down at the cake and then i remember the shambles the garden was in then remember that cakes require eggs to make look at the animals slash humanoids and then get very suspicious and put the cake back down <laughs> do you not like the cake do you have chickens Yes, of course. Well, 
we don't have chickens. They have chickens down at the village and uh, they uh, sometimes the villagers will drop off eggs at the door very, very kindly. Oh, okay then. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Ichabod eats the cake. Um, so tell me, um, I've also uh, been beseeched by the burgomaster Dimitri uh, to inquire about his son Ilya. Uh, when you mention Ilya's name, uh, his demeanor darkens somewhat. Uh, the abbot's does. He says, "Oh, oh yes, Ilya. I I remember Ilya. Such a shame. Such a shame." What uh, what happened? What went wrong? Uh, he's just uh, just beyond my uh, beyond my capabilities. Um, you know, so it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, you look at uh, well, I don't know. Does does Ichabod have any um, any idea about how uh, Basilica has come to be, or Basilica? Sorry. Um. Not at the moment. I mean, he's suspicious of her because obviously you've you've painted quite a merry picture, uh, but it's not something his mind would immediately leap to, even in this uh, place. I'm assuming she's just uh, uh, one of these animal folk, but uh, with the animal bits taken out. All right. Well, you can make an insight check. Oh, can I, Tony? Can I? You can make the check, whether it's a good enough result we'll see i'm on fire 13 nice um yeah you you think that from from the way he's acting and uh stuff like that and the things you've heard about him you would find it hard to believe that it's beyond his capabilities and if it is beyond his capabilities you wouldn't expect him to really be able to help you with adrian but you kind of fully do expect him to be able to help you with that Mm. Uh, your insight of 13 you don't need a 13 to see uh Vlad looking so incredulous at the idea that they would be beyond his abilities to help a, a sick boy. Like, you... I could have helped a sick boy. Oh my goodness, Vlad. Um, Vlad could have helped a sick boy. <laughs> oh, well, it's, he was much more than sick. And uh, he was also reluctant to accept my help. And to be honest, it wasn't really worth it. It was kinder just to, just to let him go. Well, as soon as he says wasn't worth it, Ichabod's back goes up. So I, now, now something something about this abbot who lives alone in this deserted monastery <laughs> surrounded by animal folk uh, with this woman who is clearly uh, not all there. It's something's amiss now. Um, so, no, you don't understand. You, you are not from Barovia. You are... Well, um, I think you'll find I am from Barovia. Oh, then you understand that not everyone born here has a soul. I was not aware of this. Well, are you aware that um, people are continually, uh, souls are recycled and born again into new, into new beings in Barovia? From, from the carriage, because I've just remembered that I resummoned her, I hear uh, very angry. <laughs> <laughs> It's something of which I'm aware, yeah. <laughs> then um, you must also realise that sometimes someone will be born when there's no soul available. So what happens in these cases? They are effectively empty vessels. They, they, they are, for all, intensive pers- all intents and purposes, alive. And um, they are capable of learning, etc. But they are blank. Blank slates with very little to offer. Now, the 
Burgomaster and his wife, of course, dearly loved their son. They would not accept that this was true of him. Nevertheless, that's that's who he was. So, uh, so so I let him go. But you said something about him not accepting. What did you mean by that? Was he? Could you have saved him? Was it possible? Saved his uh, saved his life. Yes, I probably could have saved his life. But what? is the point in saving the life of something that has no soul. I, I look I look back at um, Basilica now with a, a bit more of a suspicion in mind. Um, how do you tell if one of these people is, uh, if you meet a person who is soulless? Oh, it's obviously you haven't met one yet, but it's, it's quite obvious when you meet them. There's just some, like a spark that most people have that's just missing. It was much kinder to... Uh, to uh, just kind of let him go and uh, be reintegrated with the earth, I suppose. So, so what? I'm something of a, a spellcaster myself. I am. Uh, whilst I have no inkling of how to do it, I'm aware of the spell resurrection. Oh yes. What would happen in the case of what reinca- resurrection being cast on on Ilya's body? Well. He would be restored as the empty vessel he was previously, but uh, he wouldn't be restored. Well, he might be restored with a soul, I suppose, if there were one uh, available, ready to fill a vacant vessel. But um, usually um, the souls get snapped up pretty quickly. And, you know, there's not a lot to do in Barovia, but stay indoors, cower and uh, fuck. I was going to say procreate. Oh, sorry, I just uh, dropped something. Um, yes, uh, let me finish my sentence. <laughs> Stay indoors, power, and, uh, you know, make the beast with two backs. Crude. Well, that's uh, at least that's what I do. And then this uh, this this monstrous humanoid with two backs. Sky. Yeah, I suddenly thought that was where you were going to go with this. <laughs> um, in any case, uh, yes, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to restore him. I don't think it'd be right. And I think it's, I think that ship has sailed. Uh, the, the, um, Morgantha has, uh, taken him now. Morgantha. Uh, you recall, uh, the witchy dream pastry woman from your first night in Barovia. Oh, I, I was hoping I was done with her. <laughs> what do you Bad mean? Enough. Taken. Well, can be done him. with her. Taken. I mean, well, she took him. She Jeez. came around with a with her dream pastries. I said no thanks. She said, "What, what do you? Uh, how's that boy getting along?" And um, I said, "He's there's no point. He's soulless." And she said, "I'll look after him." So I was like, "Yeah, suit yourself." So he wasn't actually dead, and you let a woman who supposedly uses children's dreams in their pastries take him. Um... Not getting any dreams from him. He's soulless. This is getting a bit metaphysical for me. So why did she take him then? I don't know. You are not as helpful as I really wanted. So, well, I'm certain that I can help you, uh, but uh, I feel that you're um, you're being very judgmental. And uh, I'm um, just don't like. I don't care if he was soulless. I don't like people who do things to kids or don't do things for kids. Um, as you are being quite critical of um, the abbot. He stands up and suddenly he seems to get so much taller and more imposing. And um, he sort of relinquishes this uh, cloak that he's wearing and these 
large uh, white feathery angel wings spread out. He suddenly seems to be about 15 foot tall and he's glowing bright. He stands up and I stand up. He takes off his cloak and I take off my cloak. (laughs) Then he gets angel wings and I kind of sit back down. (laughs) He says, you judge me, an angel of the morning Lord. Who are you to judge? You're some, some man that steals anything that he can see. I, I do the morning Lord's work and I know when it's worth it and when it isn't. And I can, I can restore those that deserve it. And I can, uh, I can see when it's not deserved. And uh, you sense that he's getting quite uh, testy at the moment. Uh, Vlad is like, uh, do we, do we, I think we want his help. I, yeah, no, I get, I am, I am understand the situation, Vlad. Thank you very much. I appreciate the input though. I, I'm not as fine-tuned at this as you, Abbott, and as the champion of the Morning Lord, I need to understand the criteria for help. That's all I was trying to do. I didn't mean to upset you or step in on any toes. Surely you can understand that I, as a newly-fledged champion, would need your guidance and may ask questions that might seem silly to a man of experience such as yourself. Uh, he sort of shrinks back down to his normal human six foot five size and uh normal regular human impressive and charismatic glow <laughs> and um uh vasilka without uh, without being asked picks up his cloak and puts it on him his wings had already disappeared at that point um i am um, i cough and like make eyes at my cloak to vlad <laughs> uh your dripping cloak and uh he says uh well uh, look i i understand is this life isn't easy is it but um Living in Barovia, what is it? What is it about living in Barovia? You know, <laughs> well, how about you teach Vasilka to dance and we can forget about this whole unpleasantness. And whilst I'm doing that, you'll uh, you'll sort out my greater restoration. Yes, yes, yes. Tell me a little bit more about it and uh, I'll, I'll crack on with that. What's the issue? Uh, my friend who has lycanthropy has now contracted vampirism. Oh, I see. Um, and do you want both curses removed? Are you capable of just removing the one? Yes, it will just uh, take a bit of fine-tuning. If you can remove just the vampirism, that would be wonderful. Hmm. Yes, okay. As, uh, I, will, uh, I will set about that. That shouldn't take me very long at all. Um, I, will, uh, I will set about that from the, from the gallery up there, and he points at this... Uh, this sort of balcony that overlooks the area while I, uh, while I enjoy your dance lessons with Vasilka. And one last thing. Mm-hmm. So that I might lay eyes upon a solace myself, would you be able to instruct my friend Vlad or Van Richten in the location of uh, Morgantha and her, and her bakery? Oh, yes, certainly. It's not far from uh, the town of Barovia, the village of Barovia, I should say. Not the region. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does get confusing. I agree. Um, even me, who has lived here for hundreds and hundreds of years, it's still confusing. Um, okay. So, is um, as the champion, do I get angel wings, or is that something that's coming? Do I have to reach a certain level? Oh, you. I'm sure you'll get your wings one day, Ichabod. He says in a very patronising manner. And, Ichabod, uh, Ichabod ignores it and just takes it as he's going to get wings. And, and since you've seen him as an as an angel he just floats up to the gallery and sets about uh working things working on things and um 
he shouts uh he shouts out clovin play something suitable for a for a ballroom party and then uh, the music changes from uh, the mu- the somber but enchanting music that was before to something a bit more rhythmic not very fast but uh, something to keep time to um do you what do you do i take basilica's hand i put one upon my shoulder I place my hand upon her waist and I take her other hand with my other hand as my dominant hand. And uh, I just lead her in a, a small two-step. Nice. Nothing nothing too complex. A, I'm not a very good teacher slash dancer and she's uh, not never danced before. So I don't want to try and samba straight away, if you know what I mean. She's not Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. You find her very easy to lead and um, she seems like uh, she seems very blank and just follows along and smiling um doesn't seem specifically to be like enjoying it or not enjoying it just like uh going along with it well, as you're doing this vlad uh stands up and goes over the over to van richten and puts out his hand as if to offer him uh, offer <laughs> to dance with him van richten's like no what are you doing and uh vlad looks a bit despondent and sits down if there are only two of me eh vlad <laughs> uh, uh, he looks but uh you and van richten back and forth for a bit yeah I I whisper because uh, I don't want the abbot to hear. Uh, are you? Um, tell me, my dear, are you happy here? Happy? Uh, yes, very happy. But won't be here for long. Uh, where? Why? Where are you going? I'm going to be Strad's bride. Well, now that is interesting. I thought Strad already had a bride. Really? Maybe it's me. You've got. You've made me sad now. Hmm. Devil. No, uh, he he has kidnapped Tatiana for the expert. No, Irina for the express purposes of bridehood. Oh, he kidnapped Tyrina and Atiana. Oh no, that sounds bad. When I am his husband, he will not feel angry enough to do things like that. That is a very noble sentiment, but I uh, I doubt it. Uh, doubt its authenticity. That's not the right word. I've mucked Ooh, it up. I have very authenticity. Where did you come from? Where did you go? No, where did you come from? Hot night, Joe. I don't know what you're doing now. What are you? I'm Vasilka. I am daddy's daughter. I don't think I'm going to get any more out of you. How has she taken to the lessons? Um, She just follows. She follows really well. Basically, if someone's going to lead her in a dance, she seems to be very capable of following the steps. Okay. Is she a mongrel folk or is she... No, she she looks um, she looks like it's an alabaster skin, quite attractive. But she's just she's clearly been uh, stitched together from uh, different parts. But it seems that the abbot has gone to great pains to find symmetrical parts mm. uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but her her flesh doesn't look as healthy as I mentioned earlier. The other like um, porcelain skinned raven folk. Yeah, like, now that I'm up close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bit of a yellowish hue. Uh, the red hair really does remind you of uh, Tatiana. And and the abbot then floats down after about 10 minutes or so. Wow, you're like like a duck to water, he says to Vasilka. And Vasilka smiles uh, gratefully, sort of gratefully, just smiles uh, more uh, mechanically, like that's what's expected of her. And then uh, she nods at you and curtsies and then goes back to take her seat and then stares off into the distance. And um, says, you are very a very good teacher. I must say, uh, yes, and in exchange, here is the uh, 
special greater restoration potion um if imbibed will only remove vampirism good for you, one use you are very blessed she is a she is a special girl yes and she's blessed by me um then uh, but yes thank you for noticing uh you know if you were to do something else for me i might be able to do something else for you something else very useful indeed what what would you have me do and what would you do for me well i have the ability to as you as i'm sure you're aware i i would be able to raise the dead if you um require some dead being raised i would be willing to do this up to three times if you would only fetch a wedding dress for basilica where would i find such a dress i'm sure uh well let me just check this just yeah. to a just to a tailor's in town, or is there a specific dress you wish me to re- retrieve? Yes, well, she needs a bridal gown. Uh, bridal gown. I certainly don't trust my uh, my servants to find one. But um, if you visit the uh, burgomaster uh, Dmitri Kreskov, um, tell him about the gown and instruct him to find one. Um, then uh, certainly, he, perhaps there'll be the way. He might not be on the best terms with you. What with you know his son. I mean, I wouldn't tell him that uh, Morgantha has taken his son. No, no, I would, but he believes his son to be dead. Yes, uh, that may be true, and probably uh, the closest thing to the truth anyway. He was essentially born that way, I would say. But um, he and his wife, um, they, they know that if they keep me on good terms, that it's better for Kresk. Perhaps we might even be able to start having services again if we were to mend the relationship somewhat. I will, uh, I will mention it. Failing that, I believe there's a dressmaker's in Vallaki. I am on my way to Vallaki as well. I will try my best for you. Yes, I believe the, uh, the burgomaster's wife, um, Lydia Petrovna, she has a beautiful wedding dress, so it would be perfect for Basilica. Right. Yes, of course. Well, I will ask the question, and that's, uh, that is what I will do. Anyway, thank you very much for your time, Abbott. I fear I've taken up too much of it, and now we must be off. Splendid. Good luck with your quest as well. I hope you succeed. Yes, and uh, good luck with uh, whatever this is. He nods. Um, the, uh, the, the servants, uh, the monstrous-looking servants, are ready to lead you back out if you're ready to go. I'm 100% ready to go. I want nothing more. To, I do not want to stay here anymore. I've got my thing, and I'm off. <laughs> nice. Um, as you're heading back to the carriage, um, Van Richten's like, when's he going to show up? Who? Strad. We have been saying his name quite a lot. I think we're really just poking the bear at this point. That burgomaster and his wife said it a couple of times and nothing happened. Yeah. I thought he was going to come and show up and we were going to kill him. I think it's a bit too soon for that yet. I still need to uh, retrieve the, the aid of the clumsy knight. What? I've had my fortune read by Madam... If I not, if I not mentioned, really. I've had my fortune read by Madam Ava and I have uh, achieved all the other goals that have been set for me, except for the uh, 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 retrieving the aid of the clumsy knight. The aid of the clumsy knight. That the, yeah, the ghost who lives in Barovia Castle. The aid of the clumsy knight, who's a ghost that lives in the castle. That's going to help you defeat Strad. I don't know Isn't what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Understand a lot of the stuff she's asked me to do, but it all seems to have worked out. 
isn't she uh isn't she like the related to babala saga in some way is she no you must be thinking of someone else she's just a vistani uh psychic oh yes and the vistani so trustworthy they're not the eyes and ears of strad yeah you're not on the best terms there either. You attacked me. Well, your friend attacked me immediately as soon as we met. There was a tiger and you broke into my home. We're fine. <clears throat> Look, I'm just, I'm just a bit testy. Strad, def- Strad took my entire family from me and I want to get at him. I don't want to sit around watching you dance with some, some monster woman while your friend tries to dance with me. It's not what I'm here for. We'll get to... We'll, look, after we've dealt with Adrian... We're going to Babala Saga, who's Strahd's nanny or something. I'm not 100% sure on this. Then more powerful than he. Th- that's what I've been told. Then we're going straight for Strahd. No distractions. Right. <clears throat> okay. Um, you, get, you find yourself back at the carriage and uh, looking for Dimitri. You find him sitting on the, uh, on the driver's seat and he greets you. So, Hello. I was fine after all. I was 100% certain you would not be here when we got back. Good job. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And uh, Vlad looks a bit uh, despondent at the praise for Dimitri, but then he'll climb into the carriage. I thought he was going to be dead. Okay. Mm. Yeah, well, kind of everything. Wow. All right, let's just go. Back to Velaki, off to really, Yesa Hill. Don't really want him to die. I'm just joking. Right. And then uh, you find yourself riding off. You head through Crest. You're stopping off at Crest to talk to the, uh, the Burgomaster. You're going straight to uh, Velaki. I stopped. I stop. It's it's time. I don't really we want to waste, but I will stop to speak to the burgomaster, uh, Dimitri. Not you. This one. Uh, I've spoken to the abbot, and I believe I can help your boy. But um, I, he's uh, he's been taken, and I uh, must go and retrieve him. Oh, oh, really? What, who took him, and how was he taken? Morgantha. She has. I remember the first time I saw her trying to kidnap a small boy. Insidious ways. Who's Morgantha? She, uh, she's a peddler of dream pastries. Oh, the dream pastry lady? Oh, those are delicious, and I lo- they help me sleep. Why is she uh, a boy? Is she teaching him a trade? I believe that the dream pastries are made with enchantments. Uh, from st- stolen dreams of children. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. It's fine, right? But you're going to, uh, you're, and she's got my boy. And, okay, so you're going to bring back my boy. Oh, wow. I'm so overly optimistic and confident now and excited. Oh, oh. Thank you. Um, let no, me tell my don't wife. Don't like that. No. Oh. Just, look, I'm going to do my best, but I, it, how, how long ago was he got taken? Five years. Uh, oh, we're going to see our boy again, wife. We're going to see our boy again. Uh, our boy again? Oh, my gosh, that's wonderful. Oh, I'm filled with optimism and hope again. It's been so long since I've felt this way. Yes. Well, you know, um, if on the off chance something might have happened, I will need your wedding dress. I didn't wear a wedding dress. You know, I wasn't talking to you, Dimitri. <laughs> you're, you're going to need my wife's wedding dress. Yes, no questions. Okay, okay. If if the boy, if our boy comes back, we see Ilya again. It's a small price to pay. Good, because for details I don't want to get into right now. We may need to your wedding, your wife's wedding dress, uh, to make your son alive again. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> I, uh, I don't understand. 
and you uh, you get back in the carriage and um dimitri the the carriage driver thinks very smoothly towards Velaki, and he says the lackey and the, the, <laughs> that the was carriage slowly smooth. rolls off is that is this what you want no <laughs> all haste now bumpy Blacky, oh. <laughs> blacky, and it starts speeding up and uh, we'll stop it there and see if you make it back in time to save Adrian next. <laughs> How was the session for you? Oh, nerve wracking. Uh, there is a ticking clock in the back of my head because not only do I now need to do this uh, to save Adrian for that, that I also need to get to Yester Hill before that, before the time ticks on that. And I also need to get to the Strad's wedding before the time ticks on that. So it's all the time I'm thinking, do I have time for this? Do I have time for this? Do I have time for this? Mm. Yeah, it's all building up. Mm. Right. Uh, then let's return to the uh, question from our listener, Sid T. Vicious. He asks, is mm. this the episode where you two finally kiss? Uh, what do you think? It was close, but no cigar, I'm afraid, Stanley or Sid T. Vicious. <laughs> it was unfortunately not needed, though I'm not sure if he meant the uh, characters or just me and you. I'm pretty sure he just meant me and you. Well, we record in remote locations, so it would have to be uh, virtual which I don't know how that would work. If there are any uh, really keen-eared listeners, you'll have noticed I made a kiss noise to my wife during the recording. Uh, I don't know if you did the same. No, my wife is in bed. Ah, so we didn't both finally kiss. So I guess the answer is no. Still, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please do the things that I said earlier and uh, like subscribe to us, follow us, join our Discord. Uh, tell people about the podcast stuff like that you can find it loaded information in the description below yep that's true all that and more Ica buddies you've been great and we'll see you next week yeah, bye-bye bye bye bye